Hello and welcome to the High Performance Hive podcast. I'm your host, Harmony Jade. The High Performance Hive is your go-to podcast for powerhouse businesswomen who want to squeeze more juice out of life, upgrade their mindset and cultivate a hustle-free lifestyle, all whilst creating an aspirational dream business with ease and flow. I'm a huge fan of community and I would love to connect with you. So screenshot the episode and tag us at Harmony double underscore Jade on Instagram with what you loved about this episode. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the High Performance Hive podcast. I'm your host, Harmony Jade. And today I am so excited for our very special guest who left home when she was 18. And she just wanted to chase that feeling of that she knew that there was more out there for her. So since then, she has been all over the world. She has lived in London. She has been in Perth. That's where she pretty much became a biz babe, (laughs) where she quit her nine to five job and became an entrepreneur. And now she is a digital nomad, not only traveling around Croatia, that is actually traveling all over the world. She is a social media strategist, a content creator, and absolutely loves the freedom and flexibility of working remotely in her business and also meeting inspiring other business owners. Uh, She is also a very good friend of mine, and she is one of our bees inside of the High Performance Hive coaching program. Welcome, Neve. What an intro. It just kept going. Thank you for the compliments. Thank you for the love. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Harmony. (laughs) You are so welcome. All deserved, of course. (laughs) Now, I wanted to get Neve on today because not only has she had the most interesting life and traveled so many places, and as you guys know, I absolutely froth travel. But Neve is always, always putting herself out there, leveling up, and she is just doing phenomenal things at the moment, and people need to hear about it. So I just wanted to get Neve on and share her life's experience, but also what it's like to be inside the high performance hive and how she is actually cultivating change herself. So, yes, she's in my program, but she is doing that work, and I love that about her. Neve, do you want to tell us a little bit about who you actually are, where you're from, and what you do? Yes. I mean, where do I begin? So I left home at 18. That's, I guess, the first step I took into creating a life that was not really conventional. I didn't know friends or family that were doing what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted something different. So I left home at 18 to move to London, where I knew like one person. And I, you know, had to figure out finding an apartment, finding a job, all the immigration like journey and everything. And yeah, then life kind of just went on from there. I traveled all over the world. I moved to Australia. I moved to Croatia and everything in between that. But really, I needed to find a way that I could travel long term sustainably without having to constantly ask for that two weeks of holiday time or annual leave. So eventually, (laughs) I just said, F it to my job and decided to start my own business. That is really what has created the freedom and flexibility that I get to enjoy today. So I created a business in digital marketing. Yes, I specialize in social media marketing, 
for small businesses. And because my job is based from a laptop or a phone, I can work anywhere that has Wi-Fi. So it might be a beach bar in Croatia or a random taxi in Mexico, which was my reality last week. I just needed wow. a little hot spot <laughs> and I was good. <laughs> and yeah, I guess now I really want to inspire other people that they can live this lifestyle and the amazing benefits that social media can provide for your business and your personal life. So that's what I'm all about. I love the digital nomad life and I will preach it to anyone that wants to listen. (laughs) I love that. And who wouldn't like, sounds like the absolute dream traveling the world, doing what you love, meeting amazing people. Absolutely. Like I'm there for that hundred (laughs) percent. Oh, I know. That's why we vibe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Tell me why you left your nine to five job. Like, what was it like for you? I guess if you go back a few years, it probably feels like 10 years ago now, but it's actually only a few years ago. What was it like for you being in your nine to five job? Yeah. So the reality leading up to me leaving, I mean, it was probably a year of thinking about it, you know, and taking little action steps. So I dropped down to four days a week to try to build up my business on the side. Then I was like, just trying to balance it all. It was in the middle of COVID. I didn't have many boundaries with my time and energy. So I found myself burnt out, exhausted, emotional, and I didn't have the right support in that working environment. So at the end of the day, even if I was busting my ass, I wasn't getting what I needed from that job. And eventually I just had enough. So leading up to me quitting, I was commuting 10 hours a week to a job that I didn't really enjoy anymore. I had really lost the passion for it. I knew I could help people. I knew that my skills and talent would be appreciated more elsewhere, but I was really scared to take that risk, you know? So I didn't have like a stable income in my business yet, but I knew something had to give and I was either going to go all in on business and, you know, try, or I was just going to keep doing this half-half where you know, I was spreading myself too thin and it just wasn't working out sustainably. I was snapping at friends. I was snapping at my partner and I wasn't even being that savvy with my time. I think I was just exhausted and I didn't know the way out. And yeah, at that time I was actually in a a group coaching program and, you know, some other entrepreneurs that were further along in their journey just said, you know, you won't regret it, but you have to take that risk. So Yeah. One day I set the date in my calendar and I went in and I handed in my notice and I have not looked back since. So that was close to three years ago now, which is crazy. (laughs) Wow. Three years. And three years makes such a big difference. Like it doesn't sound like a long time, but I mean, obviously we had, you know, the big old Rona in the middle of that, which, Mm. (laughs) you know, made three years disappear very quickly for everyone. But you talk about obviously you know, taking the leap and moving out of that nine to five job. What was the scariest part about leaving? You know, what's funny is what the scariest part to me was then was not even important. So I was attached to the idea that I was going to let down my colleagues. And I thought that the reason I was staying was because I enjoyed spending time with my colleagues. So like I didn't enjoy the mission of the business. I didn't enjoy my actual duties on a day-to-day basis. I didn't enjoy making my bosses richer. And it was weird. I like didn't want to let down my colleagues. I knew they would have to take over like my work and duties. 
but like that wasn't my problem. And I didn't realize that until I quit and they had to figure out a plan because everyone is replaceable and the world's not going to stop just because you've said no to them. And I had to choose myself in that moment. And well, I had to choose my life over that silly job. (laughs) And yeah, that was what I thought was going to be the scariest, but actually none of it was scary. I just said I was quitting. That's the end. I don't need to explain anything. And we went on from there. The world kept turning. My life got (laughs) significantly better. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Love that. You love that. And so when you were in that job role, if you could take yourself back there, you're probably blocking it out of your mind. But what sort of feelings did you have? Like, how were you feeling towards the end of it? Like when you were waking up in the morning, going to a job that no longer served you, like you weren't loving it. The only thing you were showing up for was your friends. Yeah. Tell us how you felt then. Well, I would cry at least once a week at the office and at home. And it got to the point where there were some things changing in the leadership and we thought it was going to get better, but it just got worse. So that was a disappointment. And yeah, there was one day where we were all so frustrated. So even the colleagues that I consider my friends, we were starting to fight and we were, you know, just so emotionally, like, I don't know, overflowing with emotions, basically. and we all just like broke down one day. There was like three or four people crying. There was fights going on, you know, and I was crying in the parking lot. And I was like, what am I doing? No job is worth my mental health. Like, this is just not worth it. It's not worth my time, not worth my energy, not worth these emotions. And life is short. Uh, So yeah, that's kind of when I'm like, this needs to change. And I knew how happy my business was making me. I knew how happy I was doing that, like doing the services and serving people like that. And it was like a huge contrast. So it was a pretty obvious answer, which direction I need to go in. I just had to make that that first step and cut off my job and walk away from the energy drain that it was. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one thing that I totally resonate with is that, You know, you can keep going and keep showing up for your immediate team. But at the end of the day, the more you show up for them, the less you are yourself. And yeah, it can be very, very draining very, very quickly and eventually turn you into someone that you're not. So I love that you listened to the pull to move away from that and stepped into this new life for yourself. What was it like when you first started your own business and you were working from home, right? I started my own business before COVID. So I was, you know, trying to balance my business and this job that I eventually left, you know, and my reality, because I was commuting 10 hours a week was I was waking up at five. I was trying to do some business work before jumping on the freeway, trying to beat the traffic, you know, Um, and I was commuting from one end of Perth to the other. So yeah, if I didn't leave the house by like 6.15, it wasn't going to happen. So it was a very long day. And then I'd come home. Sometimes I'd get really sleepy on the freeway home because I was just running myself to the point of exhaustion. I'd get home, quickly try to eat, quickly try to exercise. And then I basically start my shift number two, which is business time. And it lit me up. So I was excited to do it, but I sacrificed time with friends. I sacrificed time with my partner to really focus on building it. So I was building it slowly. It was going well. And then COVID hit. So that's when things actually got really good for me in COVID because I was working from home. 
I didn't have that 10 hours that I was sitting in a car doing nothing. I now had an extra 10 hours to spend on my business. But besides that, I realized that, you know, our office jobs, we're never working a full eight hour day. You know, we're just wasting time with meetings and coffees. So I was working significantly more than a full-time week for both my job and my business, but there was nothing else to do. So I'm really grateful that we were given that time and I used it wisely because I knew when the borders opened, when COVID ended or the pandemic, the big part of it ended, I wanted to have my business booming. So yeah, I had to find some balance between, you know, work time and then business time and also trying to have some rest time because, you know, we were just watching the news constantly or doing things like that. But eventually I did get in a groove and I really enjoyed having that work from home routine because I could work on my business more. That's what was exciting to me at the time. Amazing. Did you feel the difference between coming out of a team environment into working individually on your own? Did you love it? Did you hate it? What were the kind of pros and cons, I guess, of working at home on your own? Yeah, honestly, I think I thrived working alone, even though I did miss like some of my colleagues and stuff. The ones that we worked really well together, had good relationships, we stayed in touch. We really were like keeping each other updated and everything. But I realized I could do a lot more undisturbed. And I think yeah, the structure of that job kind of like stunted us from just doing our job sometimes. So yeah, I ended up taking on extra responsibilities from that job because I was very efficient working alone, which was good. It kept me busy, you know, definitely kept me busy. But yeah, I was able to find a routine with it. Amazing. So it wasn't really that much of a culture shock for you to just completely switch and start working on your own. It's great that you kept obviously in contact with everyone, but you also started building a bit of a community of your own, right? Yeah. So in that time, because I was spending a lot of time at home and I had extra time and I was trying to build my business, this is when I really started connecting with other people in the small business community because we were all at home on our phones using social media. And uh, that's when I also got to see the other side the reality of what it could be like to be an entrepreneur. And yeah, I was already working from home for my office job. So this would be what my life would be like if I was working for myself full time. And I liked that taste of freedom for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I absolutely love that. I know because we were in the same coaching program as well. And, you know, it's a very kind of different community to a workplace environment. Personally, I found it so much more inspiring than any team that I've ever been in. Actually being a part of, you know, a group coaching program and everyone's trying to do the same thing, especially when there's a lot of startups and, you know, we were startups at the time as well. What do you think is kind of like, I guess, a pro and a con of being in those kind of environments where you are around a community of, I guess, similar people in a roundabout way. We all kind of had the same mission. We're all trying to get a business started. What are kind of the pros and cons that you found from being in one of those kind of coaching containers? Yeah. So that was my first taste of like a group coaching program. And I think the most beneficial part, which I might actually contradict myself, but the most beneficial part to me was the group aspect, you know, the community aspect, because you had so many people from different stages of the business journey. But also, yes, there were a lot of startups that were the same level that you and myself were in. 
So I really liked hearing other people's perspectives, stories. We're also able to help each other out. There was a lot of like we could offer our services to one another, which was really cool because we were all building at the same time. But then I think this could also be the downside to a group coaching program, depending on your mindset. Because when you are surrounded by people winning and you're having a hard week, it can be a really tough reflection. And I remember seeing some people struggle because they felt like everyone else was doing better than them. I'm saying that in quotes for those listening. But that's that is just a mindset thing because you can flip it and go, if everyone else is winning, I'm going to win too. So I think I had to call myself out if I was in that lower mindset because I was so inspired. You know, every week we were sharing what impact we made, you know, if we got new clients, if we hit a financial goal. And it was super inspiring. And at that time, I was realizing, oh my goodness, you know, people that have their own businesses are making way more than I'm making in this office job that I'm not happy in. And I met other people that were offering the same services as me, or were in the same industry as me. And it really helped like inspire me that I could do the same, how I could stand out differently as well, which was cool. So yeah, I think the community, I do think there's way more pros to the community aspect than there are cons. But I think it's important to note because if you've ever felt like that, it's relatable and it does happen, but you just have to pull yourself out of that mindset and go, no, wait a minute. They're not special. Like I can do it too. I love that. I absolutely love that. And I totally, totally agree. So I feel like there's almost no downside to a group coaching program as long as, like you said, you have the mindset to get you through and you know that just because other people are, you know, having a great week or are doing X, Y, Z in their business doesn't mean anything about you, (laughs) that you actually can still be amazing in your own right. And everyone's journey is, you know, on a different kind of level, like, yeah, we have some similar goals and that sort of thing as well. And there's different things inside different group coaching programs as well that can be like, you know, a trendy thing to aim for or whatever. But, you know, it is one of those things where actually, if you go look at what they're doing, rather than comparing yourself, you can go, they're proving that it's possible for me. And, you know, that people can actually do that. And especially from all different walks of life. Yeah, I totally agree. And I love that. Tell me about your earliest memory of being a high achiever, a high performer, because you also come from a very interesting family of high achievers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Should I go get my dad? Because I'm visiting family right now. I could probably just ask him. (laughs) Okay. I'll go way back just with an example, because I actually didn't class myself as a high performer. You're the one that called me out and said, girl, you're a high performer. What are you talking about? So I viewed it as maybe I had strong leadership abilities, or I was really organized, or I liked to take charge. I don't know. I didn't see myself as a high performer, especially not when I was like a kid, but I've had those tendencies since I was a child, for sure. So I think it was my sixth or seventh, I want to say, birthday, where I organized the whole thing. I organized like an itinerary. I organized carpool groups and assigned like carpool drivers and who was going to be in each one. I made goodie bags. I planned like the meal that we were having. Yeah, I definitely was an overachiever, high performer, even at six years old. 
And kind of from there, you know, I was also described as like the mom of the friend group or the travel agent of the friend group. I would organize the spreadsheet to divide costs every time we did like a, a group travel trip. So yeah, that's kind of the things in my personal life and childhood that were signs that I would be a high performer in business as well. That's amazing. I absolutely love that. <laughs> and I think I was that as well. I actually relate to that when you were like, oh yeah, I used to organize my friends and things. I think I used to do that. We used to have like a mum's group with our dolls and I used to organize these little catch-ups with my friends. Oh my God. Kids. So yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I totally relate to being that young and actually being in that kind of role as well. So that's super, super cool. And you mentioned that I called you out on being a high performer and it's so funny because mm. I just want to explain the background of this for people that are listening. So Neve and I were talking prior to the High Performance Hive group coaching program coming out and Neve being one of my closest biz besties actually knew that this was coming out before it went public and we were talking about it and she's like, yeah, this sounds amazing. And then I had a webinar come out, a free webinar come out. Yes. And Neve was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And this was like when you were in Croatia and you were like, it's just good timing for me. I'm just going to do this webinar, right? (laughs) And she had absolutely no intention of coming into the high performance hive. What happened when you watched the webinar? Oh my God. Seriously. It was like, oh, I'm just going to like support Harmony. I'm just going to like watch the webinar and see how it goes. And yeah, I remember I blocked off the day because I was like, you know, I want to implement what she's going to tell me and just see what happens. And it was your how to become the CEO of your own life masterclass. And like that sentence kind of resonated with me because I was taking charge of my life. I had just moved to Croatia. Yep. And um, was just trying to figure out kind of what I wanted, but didn't have a lot of direction. So I was like, wait, I want to take that control. I want to figure out what I want in life. And then it, I watched the masterclass. I got to the end and I just like messaged you. I'm like, uh, so I want to, I want to sign up. <laughs> I well, actually before that I did the activities. Maybe it was at the same time. I don't know. But I was pretty much sold after the masterclass. And I I did these activities and they lit me up. Like I really felt excited. Even though I was living a cool life and stuff, I didn't really see like where I was going in the future. I didn't know my immediate next steps. And after the masterclass, I had this list of amazing goals. And I was like, "I, I know I can do them. And I feel like it's time to have a coach again. I want to be surrounded by inspiring women in a group container. And yeah, so then I messaged you and then you can take over the story. (laughs) Well, Neve at first was just like, I'm not sure if this is for me. I don't really think I'm a home performer. I was like, are you joking? You were on the other side of the world, chasing your dream. Your business is booming that is like the epitome of a high performer is someone who knows that there is more out there and doesn't care how hard it's going to get, but that you're actually going to chase it no matter what, that's a high performer. (laughs) You know, a high achiever and a high performer are different and they can work together when they're combined. They're absolutely fucking amazing. And that person will be unstoppable. But, you know, Neve was obviously doing all the things that, you know, a high performer would be doing. You mentioned that actually you watched the webinar and looked at the questions, but not only did you read the questions and watch the webinar, you did the work. (laughs) (laughs) So what did you get out of just the webinar part? Like, what did you notice about yourself? 
Yeah, like I think in business, like we get so caught up in the day to day sometimes that we forget to stop and reflect. And my life had kind of been going day to day at that point. So the webinar really made me be present. And then I stopped. I reflected on how freaking far I had come because I I don't give myself enough credit. Case in point, not calling myself a high performer. <laughs> but yeah, it really made me dream big for the first time in a while. Because basically, in the last year, I went through a lot of life changes where everything that I had dreamed of or planned didn't really go to plan. So I had lost faith that I could achieve these dreams. You know, even though I was doing it, I still didn't believe that I was capable of doing it, I guess. So yeah, the webinar, it made me like write down all my goals and then like an action plan for them and, you know, how I can get there, what help I could ask for. And that's when I really determined that what I need right now is someone in my corner. I need a coach because I had been doing it on my own for a while. And I play small if someone doesn't call me out. So <laughs> because you're, you know, a dear friend to me and because I know the type of coach you are, I was like, yeah, I kind of need Harmony to like kick my bum. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I also just want to circle back to the part where, you know, you said you had gone through a lot of life changes as well. So maybe a lot of people from the outside are looking at your journey going, you know what, wow, she just quit her job. Her business was amazing. She got on the next plane overseas. She's living this fucking amazing life. It wasn't always easy and you actually didn't intend on staying in Croatia. So the hard times, what were the hard times like? So obviously this is that pivotal point for you where you're ready to kind of, I guess, upgrade your mindset and your life again. What happened in the middle? Basically, the borders in Australia opened. And at this point, I, I was full-time in business. I had a thriving business and I had a beautiful community in Perth. I had a puppy dog. I had a partner. I had a house, you know, living the dream, living the, the dream on paper, maybe. And I booked a trip to Croatia for four weeks. And on week three, my relationship in Australia broke down. It ended. So at the time, I thought my world was going to end. I didn't know who I was, didn't know what I wanted, had no clue, you know, what the next step was. Thank goodness now I can look back and go, that was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. But yeah, I'll take you back to the emotions I felt during that time because it was really hard. In business, sometimes we create business to be our whole identity. And also that can happen in relationships. And it was a long-term relationship. I was with that partner for close to seven years. And um, my whole life in Australia was built around him because I had moved to Australia to be with him. So basically everything that I knew for the last seven years, where I lived, all the friends in Australia, everything that reminded me of Australia reminded me of him. And I had to figure out who I was without all of that. So I was in a foreign country, got dumped. <laughs> and the one thing I still had, though, well, I had lots of support and loving support. But the one thing I still had was a business that I could work from anywhere. So, you know, I took a couple of days to cry and <laughs> be a victim and, you know, rightly so feel my feels. And then I was like, wait a minute, uh, this is like the universe giving me this push to live out an incredible life beyond what I had allowed myself to dream for seven years. And yeah, I mean, it was scary at times, but I knew that I still had 
an incredible business. I still had amazing clients. I had so many beautiful friends that supported me, like an incredible family that supported me. And also fun fact, I've moved to a different country four times. So I knew I could like, you know, start over again and make a life for myself. So yeah, I just kind of woke up one day, got myself out of bed, threw the tissue box away, and then (laughs) started promoting myself again, you know, and I didn't really announce that I was staying yet. I needed to figure out my plan, but I knew that I would find a way to make it work because I've always figured out a way, you know, and yeah, now I can look back and just thank those hard times because it created so many beautiful things that would have never happened. But that's hindsight. That's the beauty of hindsight. (laughs) Yeah, love that. And thank you so much for sharing because I know it's oftentimes, especially for women, hard to share vulnerability about what happens and everyone on social media sees all the highlights and especially mm-hmm. <laughs> you as a content creator and social media manager, you know, it's one of those things that you've seen a lot in your time, but it's really important to share, I think, for other people because it helps them realize that they're not the only ones. We all have shit days. We <laughs> often just don't show it. So um Absolutely. This is an exciting time for you. So, you know, you've been through the big change of getting into your business full time. And then now you're going through this second transition of, (laughs) oh my gosh, I can upgrade my life again and I can make more and more change and really chase bigger dreams that you probably had always had, maybe just forgotten about a little bit. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So coming into the high performance hive, what did you want to achieve in there? What did you think you might learn? I knew that I was capable of doing things on my own the way I had always done it, but I didn't want to do what I had always done. I wanted more and I knew I needed support to get there. And sometimes you need someone else to help you realize your strengths or your weaknesses and everything. And yeah, when I joined, I was like, I'm alone in a foreign country, fact. And then I was like, but I don't have to be alone in business. And I was like, this is what I need right now. I need a coach in my corner. I need not only business support and business development, but I also wanted some personal development because I had gone through these life changes and I was rediscovering who I was. That's what really attracted me to the High Performance Hive's module breakdown because it did focus on learning to trust yourself and believe in yourself because that's something I hadn't been doing. And I knew that having the community around me would feel really good being physically distanced from the Perth community and the business community that I knew. That's the beauty of the online space. So I really was signing up more for, I guess, personal and life support to help me dream bigger in personal goals. But I knew that that would also go hand in hand with up-leveling in business, which it has. It's done both. Yeah. Amazing. That's so cool. And so what do you think has been the biggest realization for you about yourself inside the program? Like, what have you discovered? Yeah, I'm still discovering it. I feel like every week in the program, I'll say a sentence that is the exact same sentence, just with different wording. And it's one of my limiting beliefs that you know, I'm maybe afraid of judgment from other people. And that's why I'm playing small. And that's why I don't recognize my accomplishments and everything like that. So like six years old, high performer didn't know as a high performer, it all goes back to that because yeah, I don't give myself enough credit and all of that. But 
during the high performance hive, I've been tested with that belief week after week in just random occurrences in life and business that have come up where I'm like, oh, yep, this is a lesson that's going to keep happening until I learn how to stop the pattern, right? So I think it really has helped me trust myself more and, you know, not text three friends asking, should I do this? Should I do that? Make the damn choice. <laughs> like, just do it. And then figure out, you know, the next step if that doesn't go to plan. But I used to live so much in fear that I just wouldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's, you know, maybe you can relate to that or someone can relate to that. But it really stopped me from achieving what I wanted because I was just like, oh, but what if I fail? Or but what if this happens? And yeah, I would just overthink it and not do anything about it. So the high performance hive and you and the ladies have really helped me go, you know, you keep saying this one thing, but really like you're so capable and don't be afraid and just try. And yeah, I think every week I am, (laughs) I am learning and growing with that and getting more courageous and um, yeah, building that self-trust up. Amazing. And I mean, we've seen it and you're exactly right. And I have definitely experienced it. Sometimes we do surround ourselves with these amazing people, but we let their opinions condition us or sway our, I guess, decision-making. And at the end of the day, when you know who you really are and you're content in who you are, then you don't need anyone else's opinion because you know exactly what you're capable of doing. You wouldn't be chasing a dream that you didn't think in your heart of hearts was actually possible for you. And you know what lights you up. So why not just give it a try? There's only one thing worse than failing and that's not knowing, (laughs) you know? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I love that. I love that you were just like, nope, we're doing it. And that is definitely something that inside the High Performance Hive, as you know, is yeah, we share lots of ideas and things, but we don't layer up our opinion onto other people. We really ask each other, what do you actually think is possible for you? And what do you actually want? Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. The rest of us are just there to actually support you and raise you up rather than sway your decision-making or anything like that. So I love that. Love that. Yeah. So you still have your business, the content cheerleader. And by the way, like your information will obviously be in the show notes for people to go and give you a follow. But something else happened when you moved to Croatia. And that was that you decided to have a little bit of a detox from your business social media. And you started a TikTok that blew the (laughs) fuck up. (laughs) What happened? Because you were like, yo, I'm going to have a break from this. And this is obviously like when you first got there, you thought I'm going to take a break from your business while you were still in holiday mode and not actually being a resident there and now a citizen. <laughs> but you you started a TikTok, it blew the fuck up, and now you actually have almost a second business happening, which you've been working on in the background. And this is what we're helping you. Like we're literally... Come on, Neve. Come on, Neve. Rising you up inside the high performance hive because I think it's fucking amazing. Tell yeah. us about that. How did you start a TikTok? How did it blow up? <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's so crazy. So, yeah, t- totally was not intentional, which I think is the most beautiful part about it because it happened so organically. So, I had been using TikTok more as a research platform. So, I was consuming content to figure out what worked well, you know, what types of content people are posting, 
But my actual business, the content cheerleader, really specialized in Instagram. So I, at this point, I had never posted one TikTok. I was just consuming, researching, and kind of going, hmm, I think it's just for kids that dance. You know, <laughs> that's the common misconception. But on my travel journey from Perth to Croatia, I just filmed some clips, posted it on TikTok, and that first video blew up. And kind of every single one after that. So I was just posting things about my day, you know, digital nomad life. I also shared really vulnerably when the breakup happened, because again, I was alone in a foreign country, but I had my phone and, you know, sometimes the phone connects you and makes you feel less lonely. So I thought if I do share my vulnerability or share my story, maybe someone could relate and people did and they kept relating. So I grew my following by approximately 1,000 followers per month, every month. And I hit 10,000 in February, so two months ago, and now I'm at 15,000. So now the growth is kind of exponential. And somewhere in that time frame, I decided this has potential for a business. So once I figured out kind of, or I cracked the code on why my content was doing really well, I started telling my clients that, I can teach you how to use TikTok. So I expanded my service offering in my, you know, the content cheerleader business to focus on Instagram and TikTok, which was really lighting me up at the time where Instagram, I felt like my followers still knew the old me, the identity that I was trying to break away from and trying to discover more about myself. But TikTok was the new me. No one knew me on TikTok as the old me. They just took me day by day of who I was and what I was sharing. And it was really well received. So it was lighting me up. I was creating like four to five TikToks a day, maybe, which also helps quantity over quality on TikTok. Just a little tip. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then I realized, okay, I am creating a community of people that not only want to know like my authentic opinions, they want to see more about Croatia because all my content was in Croatia. So I started working with Croatian-based businesses in my local area, and they could see what I was doing on TikTok. And I was able to start collaborating with them because Croatia is a country that approaches digital marketing a little bit behind um, maybe Australia or you know America or uh, England, other countries I've lived. So I knew that my skills and knowledge could really go far there. And now I had the platform to do it, and I was in the location to do it. So yeah, I can probably say I have like a second business now, which it happened so organically that I didn't really call it that. But that business is now in par with my Australian, the content cheerleader business, which I mean, that one's also international. But I guess my second business is now just as big as my first business, my original business. So it's been a really cool experience that just makes me so happy. And that's what I've kind of been working on in the high performance hive because it was brand new to me and I needed some assistance to like coming up with a business structure for it. I love that so much. And I just love also that you just followed, you know, what your heart wanted to do and just thought, you know what, I'm just going to go with this. I'm just going to roll with it and <laughs> give it a shot and look at you now, like the opportunities that are just coming to you, like you're such an attractor for amazing opportunities. And it is because you've worked on your mindset and you're doing the work and you haven't shied away from that. So yeah, I guess those belief systems that you was just saying before about 
you know, oh, what will people think and what will they think? And, you know, we talked about in the high performance hive, like who the fuck are they in quotation marks? I know. <laughs> um, you know, who are they anyway? And who cares? Because if this is what you want to do and it lights you up and you're getting these opportunities literally knock on your door, why wouldn't you follow them? I mean, like people are literally recognizing you in the street now in Croatia. Like <laughs> this is phenomenal. <laughs> <I know. Yeah. laughs> yeah. This is so amazing. Like it just blows me away. Just absolutely blows me away. You're in inspiration. Oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. I wouldn't have had so much faith in this becoming what it is without the support of the high performance hive. So I'm very grateful. Oh, that is super, super kind, super kind. What do you think has made you so successful? So like, you know, and again, you might not as a high performer, (laughs) you know, we set our bar pretty high for ourselves. No one else sets this bar, by the way, you guys, it is us that sets it for ourselves, but often we don't you know, we wouldn't call ourselves successful because we've put the bar so high for ourselves. Our expectations are so, so much. But from an outsider looking in, like, honestly, you're out there living your dream life and, you know, you should be extremely proud of that. What do you think has made you so successful? Like, why have you got there? What's allowed you to do that? So, yeah, it is kind of hard for me to, I guess, compliment myself. And, um, recognize what is the contributing factor to me being where I am today. But if anything, over the last year of challenges and low points and hard times, I realized that I had overcome every hard time I had been through before. And I was back in Europe for the first time in seven years. I had traveled there again, but I was living alone, solo traveling in Europe for the first time in seven years which the last time I was there, I was living the same reality. Although I was 19, solo traveling the world with big dreams and moving to foreign countries like without any fear. And now I was 26 on the verge of 27. And, you know, anytime I felt scared, I was like, what the heck? If 19 year old (laughs) me could do it, you know, and she always made it work no matter what. And she, you know, she did really cool things in the last seven years. Like, I'm not too old or, you know, I'm still just as capable. If anything, I'm more capable now. But it was reflecting on that the hard times help you grow. And it is scary. It was always scary. It was scary when I left home. It was scary when I moved to a foreign country to see if a long distance relationship was going to work. It was scary when I went through the immigration process, and you know, in Australia. It was all scary. It was scary when I handed in my resignation. But Ultimately, it's all led me to where I am now, which is so crazy to think that if I didn't make one of those moves or decisions, I don't know where I'd be, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about, I guess, taking not even calculated risks, but just like believing in yourself more than anything, believing in yourself more than the fear. Yeah, yeah I think absolutely. that's Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I 100% agree. You've got to back yourself. No one else is going to back yourself like you can. <laughs> yeah. You got to cheer yourself on, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Love that. Now, I'd like to do what we call a fast five. So these are just like whatever comes to mind for you. These are our last little wrap up questions. What do you think are the top three habits of high performers? Like what are, what do high performers do in your eyes? What top three habits would you say? Time management, taking action, asking for support. Love that. Love that. Look at yeah. that fire. <laughs> 
number one tip for people, if you're feeling stressed and anxious, what do you do? Okay. Sometimes I meditate. Real answer. Sometimes I don't meditate. Um, (laughs) I think writing down your to-do list and crossing out the shit that doesn't matter. Yeah. We put unnecessary fluff on our lists and it makes us stressed out. Yeah. Hear you. (laughs) Favorite destination in the world? Croatia. Easy answer. (laughs) If you were a meal or a cocktail, what would you be and why? I'll just do my favorite ones. Cheap pizza because I'm a classic and (laughs) it never gets old. And espresso martini because coffee is life and cocktails are fun. (laughs) And I know you like espresso martinis. 100%. I was just about to say, I think the last time we caught up before, I didn't know that you were going to move countries and I was never going to see you again. We had way too many espresso martinis on my balcony and it involved, let's just say, a white linen dress with an espresso martini on it. And then that was the last time I saw Neve. (laughs) Say no more. I I left you with a bang and I left you with the best drink to remember me by, right? (laughs) And I still have your dress. (laughs) Yes, yes. Oh my God. (laughs) Love that. And tell me what is at the top of your bucket list right now? Buying a yellow scooter. Yes. I want a yellow Vespa or like scooter to ride around Croatia with, drive along the coast, show up to business meetings on my yellow scooter. So I'm currently manifesting this. Please send all the good vibes and energy out to me, everyone listening. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I can't wait to see the next photos um, or TikToks or whatever come through with, you know, Neve riding around Croatia on a yellow scooter. That is a vision. Yep. <laughs> Love that. Absolutely. Neve, tell us, how can people work with you? So you can find me on Instagram at the content cheerleader or on my personal and travel content creator Instagram at Neve Kono. I think Harmony will link them in the show notes. And you can work with me if you are a service-based business or a tourism and hospitality business. I help people all over the world, either virtually or in person. You just have to book me a trip to come visit you. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. It has been very inspiring and insightful into what it's like to actually be a digital nomad and how you actually came into this life or how you created this life for yourself, should I say. So definitely check out Neve. She has some availability for coaching at the moment, but make sure that you get in contact super, super quick if you want to book in advance for her other services. Thank you so, so much. I cannot thank you enough. Thanks for joining all the way. At the moment, I think you're actually in California and the time difference is huge, almost a day behind. So thank you once again. It has been my absolute pleasure to have you. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Yes, sending lots of love from California and hopefully I can see you soon. But for anyone listening, if you are following along on my adventures and you're going to be in the same place as me and just want to meet up and co-work, please send me a DM. I'd love to see you. And Harmony, book your trip to see me too, please. <laughs> yes, Croatia is on my vision board for sure. <laughs> Thanks, me. Bye. Uh, bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You've been listening to the High Performance Hive podcast. I'm Harmony Jade. I would love to know what your biggest takeaways are from today's episode and what resonated with you the most. So if you haven't already, take a screenshot of this episode and post it to your socials. Tag us at harmony double underscore jade, as well as please leave us a review. I would be super, super grateful to hear from you with your review on our podcast platform. 
If you also are someone who has a story of burnout to breakthrough, hustle to happiness, or maybe you're a high performer that is living the absolute dream, then I would love to hear about you and your story. Meanwhile, please go out there and chase your biggest fuck dream and share it with all of your friends so that they can help support and lift you up. Until next episode, please like, follow and share. We'll catch you soon.